Hello, hello. Chaos and Order here, back with a podcast. So we haven't done it in a little bit. Um, basically, life has just happened. Um, but we are definitely back to give you guys more content. And hopefully you do enjoy it. We were already having a conversation, but we're going to go ahead and just continue it. Um, we're on a little road trip right now. Um, so if you hear a little bit in the background, that's why. But we were having a conversation, and I felt that it definitely should be on our podcast, especially since we haven't done it in a while, and right now we have the time. So I'll let you go back. Yeah, um, like you said, um, life happens. Um, we had our, you had our little personal little adventures. Uh, they kind of had us set back in the way. But we apologize for our, you know, absence, and hopefully those like we can um, – to bring out some better content, and like there's a lot of subjects though that I've been speaking on, and both she, yeah, both me and her been speaking on that that's really gonna basically we feel like it should be worth it for a podcast, and hopefully though within the near future though uh, we'll start producing more so y'all can hear it. Absolutely. Um, so we had a topic that is extremely controversial. I mean, you know, let's just be honest here, but at the same token, we are controversial individuals. That's why our name is Chaos and Order. <laughs> um, basically, um, we were having a conversation of, you know, the black race and Christianity and realistically how Christianity was not ours, you know. And this is something that was basically, let's, let's be honest here, it was beat upon us you know, once we were brought here. So, um, I know you were in the middle of a few sentences before I kind of stopped you and said, hey, let's do a podcast, so I'll let you continue on. Um, I know from what we was talking about before, um, I know I'll probably repeat myself from previous podcasts, though, but yes, my father, he's heaven in the church. Um, you know, me personally, though, I, I I just really just went basically off the fact that, okay, my father was going, I should go. I guess just that whole conditioning thing, though, you know, and the older I got, the more I realized, though, it wasn't really for me. And the more I started doing my own personal studies, my own researching, and I started diving into it, though, I really realized, okay, this is, it wasn't made for me. It wasn't made for anybody. And I'm just going anybody who's viewing, though, well, not viewing, but listening in, I'm going to ask y'all this question, though, and maybe it'll, you know, spark some, like a little spark of thought in y'all head. When when those um, slave owners came, like, basically, like when the when the white people came through and grabbed our ancestors, though, were they Christian? Were they, did they, I mean, that's the true question, though, for anybody, were they Christian? And if you can actually think on this, then you realize for yourself, though, like, that's what, I mean, we were really made for this. Right, because, like I was saying, you know, when we would practice, or when our ancestors, like, can't necessarily say we, but I just still feel like saying we, because as we know, energy never dies, it just transfers. So I'll I, I actually go ahead and continue to say we. Um, you know, when we would speak our native tongue, when we would do our prayers and do you know, our thanks to our ancestors and O'Shawn and everyone else that actually were warriors and the ones that, 
came before them, um, they would either beat them or cut their tongues out. You know, things were happening and things were manifesting when they would speak and when they would have certain herbs and things of the earth and things like that, you know, they would beat them. They would either beat them, they would take their, you know, their tongues out. You know, keep in mind, they took, you know, our men. Yeah, exactly. They did castration. Um, you know, they would take our men and whoever they felt was the biggest and the, and the warrior, whoever they felt was the stronghold, they would sit and they, you know, had a, a buck-breaking, you know, band. So it's going to get to another touchy subject of, of homosexuality where, you know, this is something that was introduced to you or, you know, to us. This, this is not something that was just natural. This was something that was introduced. Um, Europeans were openly sexual. They, they didn't care. They were like, hey, I, I don't care if it feels good. It's going to feel good. We don't care about going against the natural order. We don't care about who has anything to say. If it feels good, I'm going to do it. So this is what they wanted to do, and this is the thing that they have done. And unfortunately, it has continued to pass down. It has continued to be a generational curse, honestly, and we're still here today, which is very sad. 400 years later, we're still here. We're still in the slave mentality mindset of thinking that everything that they are giving us is golden, and it's not what we deserve. It's not. And, yes, you know, everybody said, oh, you know, we came so far from where we, um, you know, where we once were and stuff like that. But understand, though, you know, slavery, it, it just, it's, it's just a transformation of slavery. It's just a conversion of slavery. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it was physical. Yeah. I mean, yes, it was physical. But now it's more mental. It's like that because it's like we got more access to technology. It's like that. So they're able to project all this stuff to us. And to start with our kids. I mean, me and her was talking about that before, though, where they have schools, though, where they're like, literally like teaching. Like, the history of homosexuality. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, though, like, it's almost like you're taking that choice away from the child. I mean, yes, kids are very impressionable in a lot of ways, though, but you should not instill that into a child. I mean, that that's something they have to decide for themselves. And honestly, I don't, I don't really think it's right. And I'm not really against it. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can call what you want, say what you want, whatever, though. But at the end of the day, though, what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. And that's wrong in every single matter. I know for a fact, I'm not going to teach my son the history of homosexuality. I'm not going to have that type of stuff around him. Yes, but you can't avoid it, though, when he go out there because we can't protect our kids from everything, though. But I know for a fact when he's with me, he don't see that. That's not going to be projected from me or from anybody else around me. So... I mean, you gotta start somewhere. It's, it's a certain thing called parenting. Like, and everybody say, oh, you know, we can't always control what we do, but we can't teach our kids certain things until a point where they know the difference between right and wrong. And we gotta teach them, like, the, especially for our black kids, but, like, we gotta teach them the importance of black love in that, in that matter. And, 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 like, we gotta teach them our history as well, though. And with that being said, though, for our, like, religion as well, to get back on what I was speaking of. But, you have to really start from the home, and it goes out to them. So, you know, like, we have to, I mean, like, we are our kids' first teachers, and we have to teach them every single thing that we can. So. I definitely, um, I agree with that, and that's one thing that we have been very cohesive about when it comes to our household and, you know, the kids and stuff like that, because 
basically they need to understand the structure. They need to see the black household. You know, they need to understand what it is like for, you know, well, with the boys, you know, with his son, with my boys, you know, they need to understand, okay, how should a woman actually be toward me? Is, is this the things that should happen? You know, breaking those generational stigmas of the quote-unquote angry black woman. Like, that's crazy. You should not have to cuss and yell and holler and fuss and throw things and this and that and, and then say, oh, well, I'm mad because I'm, I'm an angry black woman and you make excuses for it. No, you're creating trauma. So, you know, that's one thing that we, you know, we spoke about and we vowed on even when we became a couple. We both were like, uh, we need peace. <laughs> I ain't got time for this extra shit. I'm too old for this. I, I I just don't. And that's one thing that we have both kind of stuck to. Like, even if we're having a disagreement, the kids don't know. The kids don't know we have a disagreement because it's not their place to know that we're having a disagreement. That is something that is private. That is something that is between two adults. And that is something that we sit and we talk about. You know, we don't yell and holler and fuss and scream at each other because you get nowhere with that and young men need to see how a woman you know should treat a man and young girls and young men also still need to see how a man treats a woman so it's a lot of curse breaking that we're attempting to do as far as our household is concerned because it's just not fair and you are your children's first teacher you are their their first impression. Are we perfect? No. Perfect also is an abstract word. There's really no such thing as perfect, but it is what is perfect for you. Um, just making sure that they have an understanding that they have choices in life. And over-sexualizing children is a problem for me. It is a huge, huge issue. And he will tell you you know, even when it comes down to the four-year-old, this little, oh, this little girl kiss me, you better tell that little heifer go on somewhere. I don't know what the hell her parents teaching her, but no, uh-uh. Be up here trying to hold his hand. No, 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 no. I mean, Stop that. And with that, though, you know, of course, you know, I joke about it. Yes, my son, he's a cute kid. He really is. I, I mean, honestly, though, you know, he's a, I mean, I know for a fact, although he's he going to be a little handful, though, so like that. Like they had to come, and when that time comes, that's why I have to step in and actually teach him, tell him certain things, whatever. You have to start somewhere, just like you said, just like I said. We are our kids' first teachers, and that, and when it comes down to it, like they have to look to us for that wisdom and that guidance. We have to provide that guidance. We have to have that wisdom to provide that for them. So when they get older though, and they get out into this world, though, like they know what to do. We can't provide them with all the tools though, but like we can provide them with enough for them to get what they need to. And I'm really seeing that right now, you know, with my son, her kids, and stuff like, you know, and, you know, things of that nature, though, you know, they are very impressionable. They are very, very impressionable. And we have to really, you know, nurture that because we can't corrupt, basically, we can't plant those bad seeds within them, you know, as, you know, because, like, there's so much out here. You know, the last thing they need is to have it in the house where they should feel safe in. And exactly. I mean, you have to also, you know, just really think about it, too. You know, us merging households, 
and raising children together, you know, regardless of whose womb they came out of, regardless of whose nutsack they came out of, we're raising them together. And for them to know and to understand you have choices, but you also have people that have your back. You know, you have people that you can come to and ask questions to. And, I mean, I'll be honest with you, you know, even when it comes down to, you know, my children, it's something, you know, that my boys may feel more comfortable talking to him about that they may not feel comfortable talking to me about. I'm going to be honest with you. As a mother with boys, I can be irrational. I'm not even going to sit and tell no lies. I can be extremely irrational when it's just like, nope, mm-mm, nope, you can't talk to her. Nope, you, you don't need to. Nope, mm-mm, no, 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 because it's just like I am a girl. So I, I know how these little trollops work, and that's just not the trap that I want my wait, boys to fall into. Wait, wait, did you say trollop? I said trollop. <laughs> wow. Granted, I was pretty quiet. I didn't like people when I was a child. So my people didn't have that issue, as well as I had, I come from a male-dominated family, so a lot of dudes really wasn't trying to look my way, and if they did, a lot of them didn't say too much, you know. So it's just like I've seen, like, some of the things that, you know, girls do and, and crazy little stuff like that, and we live in the South. And unfortunately, this is no shade. Um, yeah, the, the Southern girls got some issues, and I, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to be rude, and I ain't trying to be mean. But yeah. from the kids up to the fucking adults, they ain't fucking stable, and I got an issue. Well, for one, you was raised on, on the West Coast, and. We all know those females over there, they they just as bad, too. So, oh, no, I'm not saying that they don't. I, I'm yeah. not saying that. But the yeah. females here are way more aggressive and they're way more bold than the females and the women on the West Coast. I have never in the history of Everdom heard of a 9-year-old girl writing a full-on love letter to a 9-year-old, well, he was, my, boy, my son was 10, to a 10-year-old boy, then pushing herself up on him Sneaking and taking pictures of him and making it her phone screensaver. The shit's creepy as fuck. Well, I, I don't care how you look at it. I mean, with that one, she's like, you were just, you pray all to that one. It wasn't just her. Oh, wow. Well, I don't know. I can't speak to you more on that, but. <laughs> if it was just but, her, then I would say it's something wrong with her and, and issue with her family. But it wasn't just her. But, but in the long run, though, like, you see what he did. He came to you. And, you know, like I said, though, like, they just goes with parenting. Because, you know, it started, like I said, though, like, he knew what he had to do. Okay, this girl seemed just, I'll show my mom. He went straight to you. And that was his first, like, that's his first reaction. That's what he did. Right. So, and know. there was just nothing wrong with that. I, I didn't see anything wrong with that at all. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, DC. I mean, like, at least that was something that based off of what you taught him. I mean, okay, if anything like that, I'm with my mom. And, and like, even still, even with your older son, yeah, that same notion. You know, like, the girl said she likes whatever, but okay, you got I got you got to talk to my mom, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it's, you know, because he knows in the long run, though, you know, you can like all you want, but my mom going to like it, she ain't going to like it. <laughs> so, 
And that's true. And, and I'm just, I'm a person who will look and feel and read energy first and ask questions later. If I don't like your energy, I'm just not going to like you. I know my son, he's four years old, you know, and I can pick him up from school. Some little girls come in and say, bye, Bray, bye, Bray, you know, something like that. I'm looking like, I'm like, man, who these little girls are? Where they coming from? But in a way, it's kind of funny, though, but in, but in some ways, though, I had to, had to take that caution. I said, wait a minute, because when you get older, though, I had to really have to look, keep that in mind. So. <laughs> right, right. So it's just, you know. Because yeah, I know how I was growing up. I mean, just to know, I was real standoffish growing up. And, you know, I wasn't popular at all. People knew knew of me based off my certain talents. So, like, I used to draw a lot. A lot of people knew me because I drew. And, you know, I was a nerd. You know, and there's people say, oh, you know, like, he's like that smart kid, though, you know, who, who can draw real good, stuff like that. That was it. That's the only thing I was really known for. There's nothing more else that, that like, I had, like, no, I mean, I was... No athlete by any means. So even I ran track up, but I wasn't like no solid athlete like some of these other popular uh, kids were, were or back then though. But because it just wasn't my thing. I mean, I kept to myself. I had my own small group of people and stuff like that. But and even if a female would approach me with that, I looked at them like, okay, who, who sent you? <laughs> so that was, that was like my old mindset. Like, okay, who sent you? I don't know you. So you know, it's like, okay. You sure you talk to the right person? So like, that was my whole mindset growing up. So, you know, and my daddy's sitting there saying, does anybody, it's like, do you have, like, any female friends? I say, classmates, that's it. But, you know, it. I guess I guess everybody had, like, their blossom age when they get older, their transformation. Because once I got older, now that's when I really started getting noticed there, which was kind of odd to me. I was looking like, okay, I was the same, I'm, I was the same person that y'all shunned away, but now those same ones who shunned me try to holler at me, I ain't. I really had nothing for him. So, it's always been me in my cases. But I guess, you know, even even then with my dad, though, like, even if he felt like I I wasn't um, seeing about talking to any females or, or whatever, though, he he still instilled, like, that, that wisdom and that understanding with me. Okay, you know, certain things you can't be doing, though, you keep with me. Because you want somebody, you know, teach your mom or your grandmother, or your sister or your aunt, in any kind of way. He pretty much put all that in them, you know. He instilled all that within me. So I'm, you know, it was, even though his ways was kind of, you know, unorthodox in a lot of ways, though. But it, it was still effective, and I wouldn't take that away from him. <laughs> you know, you know, I learned it, and I pretty much grew from it. I mean, I, I mean, of course, yeah, just from a woman's perspective, I can, you know, give my son the advice on, you know, what to do or, well, mostly I, I can't really say what to do because at the end of the day, everybody has their own personality and everybody's going to come into their own. Um, like I could tell you, my middle son, my clown, he's a charmer. And this is the one where the little girl wrote the letter to. And I knew and I, when I tell, I knew from the day he was born that I was going to have a battle with him. I already knew because he was born a clown. So 
<laughs> I already knew. He was like, oh, he's so cute. He's so funny. And unfortunately, you know, I just, I already seen it coming. So realistically, I was already prepared for it. True. But he laughs at me, but he knows, okay, realistically, my mom is looking out for my best interest. So that he does know. So, you know, my oldest one, he's a late bloomer, so he's more in that awkward stage, and I'm totally okay with that. My younger one, um, he already likes people, so, <laughs> I mean, he he's like a Sour Patch Kid. He's just like, okay, I'm going I'm to see what you about, and then maybe we can have a conversation, but other than that, I don't like you. He is a, a mama's boy through and through. <laughs> he he's uh. just like and I and I fear that he's gonna be one of the ones that's going to be like, Mom, I'm talking to this girl, you gotta meet her, you can tell me if I can date her or not. And that's not how I want him to be. So I'm trying to get him to disconnect a bit just to kind of be more self sufficient and, you know, try to make his own decisions and thoughts when it comes to certain things. Because I just, I don't want to be, no, I don't want him to be that one that's like, I don't know what to do unless my mommy says says it's okay. And I'm trying, I just, and he's developed like that. It, it's nothing that I've done because I've raised all my kids to be independent. You do what you need to do. You know how to do it. You do it, you do it, you do it. But it's definitely difficult for me because I work from home and they're just, they're always in my face. Like, I don't have that away time. I don't have that personal getaway time ever since I've been working from home. Um, but I can only tell, you know, my boys, hey, if you are dealing with a woman, you deal with that woman. If you feel that whatever y'all got going on is not going to work, then be honest. Be fucking honest. If you feel that it's not going to work and you have your attention and sight set on somebody else, then it's just that. You have your attention, you have your sight set on somebody else. She may, you know, pout or whatever, depending upon how long y'all was talking, but at the same token, the only thing she can do is respect you for being honest. I have seen my cousins, you know, fuck over some females. And one chick threatened to blow one of my cousin's brains out. One of my other cousins, he actually did pass away because he had a girlfriend. And she tried to be funny and have her friend try to talk to him. And he didn't talk to her. But she was like, okay, well, I need a ride of this and that. And he was like, oh, okay, cool, you know, I'll give you a ride. The friend never actually told the girlfriend, well, hey, he didn't take the bait. The only thing he did was took me home. So when he's coming out of his apartment, he gets shot, and he gets shot dead. You know, people not playing. People don't play. So it's, it's no point to sit here and play with people's feelings because you never, never know how they are going to react. Not everybody is forgiving. And that's one thing I, I tell my boys. I even tell my daughter the same thing. If you're going to talk to a boy, you talk to him. If you feel that he's just not working out or it's not working out, then be honest and let him know. There's no point to go through all the extra stuff. For what? 
then you got people with hurt feelings, then you got people with trust issues, and it creates a whole cycle. Um, yep, that's well, I definitely make sure that my boys understand the value of respect when it comes to a woman, and my daughter understands the value of respect when it comes to a man. If you're going to deal with somebody, deal with that person. All that other outside bullshit is just that. As people, they they ain't playing. You, you may have somebody and run across somebody that's, that's unstable. You may not run across somebody that's going to take it as a great assault and move on. You have people who will stalk you. You have people who will legit try to hurt you or try to hurt anybody that you're talking to just because you hurt their feelings, just because you fucked them over. So I try to make sure my kids understand that if you're dealing with somebody, deal with that person. If you feel it ain't working it out or if you feel it's not working, let them know, hey, it's not working. If you feel it's something, hey, we ain't doing this or we ain't doing that, let them know. Don't do not do all that extra stuff because people are not playing with their emotions. No, not at all. I mean, they have that they also have like the ones though with the if I can't be with you nobody else will mentality and I, I, I lost a family member because of that and it's sad over the way it happened though but you know even to this day I you know I still think on it you know and it's, I mean like you never too you never really can be too sure of what other person capable of especially though to that degree in that area so that's a dangerous thing to play with. And, you know, I'm I'm learning that myself, though. You know, me growing up and me, I had to instill this stuff into my kid. And, you know, he's he's young right now. I'm a first-time parent and this stuff, so I got a lot to learn with him myself. You know, I'm not as experienced in parenting. It's still a learning, um, learning factor. And, you know, we learn 24-7 when it comes down to kids, though. You know, like, we really can't say that, like, we got every single thing down packed when it comes down to kids because kids going to surprise you every day. So, <laughs> but, <clears throat> you know, all in all, though, it's, you know, if we as parents still have to learn that certain things that we have to instill within our kids, though, you know, um, like, important factors is how to treat people, how to, you know, how to respect yourself and others. You know, we have to do that. And, you know, what good are we to our kids, though, if we don't teach them these values, though, because we, you know, we fell in them as, as parents. Well, not only teaching them, but showing them, you know, honestly, being able to see it is, is definitely one of the best teachers, you know, really facilitating and doing what you need to do as individuals, as spiritual beings, you know, who have dedicated yourself to one another or committed yourself to another, like your kids see that. Your kids are looking at that. Your kids, you know, like he said, they're extremely impressionable. And when you have children that are impressionable, well, really all kids are impressionable. But when you have that, they literally, they mirror what they see. And it's going to sound crazy, but they also mirror what they don't see. And I mean that in the context of you know, I don't see, you know, my mother making sure that the house is clean. I don't see that my mother is making sure the dinner is made. I don't see that my mother is making sure that, you know, her boyfriend or her husband or whatever is fed. I don't see her making sure that, 
you know, we do our chores and do our homework. You know, they can be literally the, the <laughs> that very opposite if they don't see you putting in the work as a human being, see you putting in the work as an individual. You have to bring your own balances to the table when it comes to children and especially when it comes to the black household like the black family i'm a i'm i'm gonna be real honest and i'm just gonna put myself out there because it is what it is like my well he's my cousin but i call him my brother because we super close um he calls me the cutoff queen <laughs> and like <laughs> hush don't you start and because realistically I am the type of person if I don't like the way you moving you piss me off then I'm good I am cool (laughs) you know what I'm saying it was never me saying okay how can this how can it work you know what solutions can we come to to ensure that we can, you know, have a solid foundation or we can have a solid home or what have you. <clears throat> and even like with my older kids, dad, you know, we didn't always get along. Like we get along great now, but when we first broke up, I mean, we always bantered or whatever as kids, but when we first broke up, I can honestly and purely say I hated that motherfucker. I didn't want shit to do with him period and I was pissed off number one because after we got married he did a 360 honestly looking back on it I can't even say he did a 360 I can honestly say he enhanced the shit that he was actually already doing that I was blinded by right he he I can't even say he did that he literally just enhanced the shit that he was already fucking doing that I was blinded by or I laughed off or, you know, oh, it's cute, okay, he's jealous. Oh, you know, he love me because he's jealous. That's bullshit. Just because somebody jealous <clears throat> doesn't mean they love you. Just because somebody is territorial doesn't mean they love you. So that, that's one thing that you, you got to understand. That that's not what that means. <laughs> that's just who they are as, as an individual. Um, but when we got married, that little, oh, I don't want no dudes talking to you. I don't want no dudes looking at you. You know, ha, 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 went to no motherfucker bed not talk to you. Bet not look at you. No, you can't wear no makeup. Uh, you can't wear your hair curly because you don't look black enough. You got to make sure that your hair is flat ironed. Uh, nope, you can't wear that. You got to wear this. Nope, you can't go here. You got to have... And I mean, down to the point where he gave me a curfew of when I had to be home if I went out with my sister. And I mean, even if I freaking went bowling, like, okay, you got to be back at the house by this time. And I think, shit, it was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock or something like that. But the last I checked out, I was grown. (laughs) So... um. I I tested him a lot. I'm not even going to sit and and say I didn't because I know one time we went out and we did go bowling. And I think he said, you know, be back home at like 1030 or 11 or some some shit like that, he said. 
um, that I was breastfeeding my daughter at the time. And, you know, I, I mean, shit, I, I would just pump, I would pump milk and put it in the freezer. So it's not like my daughter didn't have any food to eat. So I don't want y'all thinking, you know, breastfeeding mom out for an extended long time, ain't feeding her kid. No, I had milk bags and everything stored in, in the freezer already. He knew how to thaw it out. He knew how to feed her and stuff like that. Um, but what I did was I came home at the right time that I was supposed to be there. I had bottles that I had actually filled up and bags that I had filled up while I was out. I put those in the refrigerator and said, hey, she has an eight ounce, you know, she has so many eight ounce bottles, so many four ounce bottles. I was like a fucking cow back then. I'm not even going to lie. I produced so much fucking milk. It was ridiculous. Um, I had, you know, like bags and bottles and stuff like that of milk. And I had it, you know, and I put it in the refrigerator. The bottles I put in the refrigerator, the bags, of course, I always put in the freezers. And I was like, well, hey, um, I'm home. It's such and such a clock. There's this in the refrigerator. There's this in the freezer. He's like, okay, so what are you telling me for? I said, oh, you told me I had to be home at this time. You didn't tell me I had to stay here. So I'm leaving. And I left. <laughs> and I walked the fuck out. And so he called me and he was like, so you just going to leave me here with the kids? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm always there with the kids. Like, you're always gone. You know, I, I was never the, the type to say, you can't go out with your boys or you can't do this or you can't do that. But like when he would go out with his friends, he would leave at like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, but also was not returning until like 11, 12, sometimes even after two o'clock in the morning like so he literally was leaving from like the entire day and I would be at home with kids bored doing nothing so like I said yes I did you know test a lot of the things that he quote unquote wanted to happen and I would do little petty shit like I would put on lipstick take a picture post it on MySpace so you can see how long this actually uh, ago this really was uh, put that shit on Black Planet. <laughs> so you see exactly how long ago this was. But Black Planet, MySpace. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so this was a really long time ago. But, um, you know, those are just some of the things, just as an example. Um, but what ended up happening was um, he ended up getting jealous of a coworker. And there absolutely was nothing going on. There was not even an inkling of anything going on. But because he had the mere thoughts that something was going on, instead of him coming to me and saying, hey, you know, this is what's going on or this is what I'm hearing or just whatever. Instead of him coming to me as my husband saying, hey, what is this? Let's fix it. He was like, okay, cool. You cheating on me. I'm about to cheat on you. And the fact of the matter was I wasn't cheating on him. So when I found out that he cheated on me, realistically, I caught him um, is actually how it happened. I actually caught him cheating. Um, I went to pick him up from work and the place that we worked at, because we worked for the same company, had this big meeting room that faced out. And, it, and basically the lights were off in there, but the lights were on behind it. So you could see everything that was going on in the room. Right. But no, I was actually able to see because of how the lights were it was two doors oh. so the lights were so bright from there it illuminated everything you didn't have to turn the lights on but it was big paned windows so there was no obstruction at all and basically i seen the girl go in there 
and then she was in there for a little bit and then I seen him going there and then literally seen them you know kissing and so at that point I didn't address it right then and there which of course is probably my fault but at the same token I was also mad so it's probably not the best time for me to address it but then the very next day um, he was like oh well I'm gonna just go ahead and drive myself to work okay cool whatever um, and he decided to not come home until after I want to say it was like two o'clock trying to tell me that he did overtime um, but the job that we worked at closed at 11 so there was no way that you could do overtime until two o'clock there, there was no possible way so of course I wasn't an idiot I already knew what was going on I already felt what was going on so as a result of that um, when he didn't make it home by 1.30 I just kindly packed all his shit folded it up neatly put everything in boxes um, you know got all his shoes together put everything in bags I was very neat about it I didn't you know I wasn't throwing all his stuff um, stuff out so uh, I just uh, <laughs> put everything in front of the door um, fortunately I lived in Vegas at the time so we had 24 hour you know Walmarts and stuff like that and I lived not too far from one I probably lived like three minutes from one and um, you know wrangled the kids put them in my car went and uh, changed the locks so by time he came home, he was unable to utilize his key to get in. And uh, it was kind of done from there. <laughs> I didn't want any questions. I didn't want any explanation. And in my opinion, for me, there was no coming back from that. Because for me, cheating is an act of terrorism. And that shit will be treated as such. So I literally was completely done he went in a fit went in a rage tried to be all aggressive then the girl he was cheating on me with tried to come at me as if I was wrong for throwing his shit out <laughs> like no 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 you come help him get this shit and take it to your house because that's where he was and that's where he wanted to be that's not my problem it wasn't what she wanted but it was what she got so that was all her fault that was all her fault so oh well but um you know to make a long story short i did i was just like okay done I'm not about to deal with you um i mean honestly when people would do me a certain way or if i felt a certain way then i was just done i used to change my phone number every year if I didn't like the way you handled me within that year. If you caused me any type of stress, drama, or anything else, um, then you had to go. I don't care who you were. And that went for friends and family. I have family members that I have not talked to and I still will not talk to. Yeah, I learned that myself. Um, some people are only meant to rob at you for a certain amount of time and then, you know, 
I guess once they reach their destination, it's time for you to continue like, like your own. And I got people in my family, though, who I had to let go, which I did. And as much as I tried to, I tried to bring them, you know, bring women, though, I realized that I can't force them to come with me. So that's the personal growth. You have to grow from it. So in the long run, I had to realize what was more important in life and what was <laughs> meant for me. And would it be more detrimental, you know, that would be more beneficial for me to keep them coming, keep them, keep them with me, or to let them go? I mean, like I, like I learned from a long time ago, you can love them from a distance. Yeah. So, at the end of at the end of the day, I had to take that route. I had to, you know, separate myself from it. Um, you know, it's a certain personal growth, and I'm growing from it, and I'm learning from it. So, it's not an easy one, but all in all, it's still a growing process. Yeah. I mean, realistically, for me, like, I just didn't give a shit. I, I didn't care <laughs> whether you were supposed to go, whether you weren't supposed to go. I was cutting you off, period. You pissed me off, you got to go. I didn't care who you were. And, like, my cousin, he was just like, man, you just so rude, you so mean. And I was like, I'm not rude and I'm not mean. I just, I'm not going to allow them to continue to irritate me. Like, I don't have time. That was my my whole mind frame of if you piss me off you stress me out or anything else you had to go you had to absolutely go and like I said I didn't care if it was friends and I didn't care if it was family I didn't care how long I didn't care if we had a great grand dog together whatever the fuck was going on you had to go yeah I mean shit I'm just saying you, you had to go and it was funny because he's seen that and realistically I mean he's seen that even with his mom, my aunt, like, okay, you piss me off. I don't want to talk to you no more. I'm going to still deal with your son because, you know, that's my ace, Boon Coon. But you, nope, I ain't dealing with you. I mean, shit, you talking to a person who cut their natural fucking mother off for 16 years. I ain't got nothing to say to you. Piss me off. But I am growing. And I have learned that you can't treat everybody that way. What? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, you know, putting the emphasis on it. I have grown and I, I have understand, but you know, you can't stress it. I, cause I have, I've, I think me personally, who I am now versus who I am a year ago are two completely different people. If they were to see each other in the mall, they probably wouldn't even know who each other were. That I can tell you. And me now versus me three, four years ago. Oh, absolutely. I hell, please. I, I definitely don't know. Well, the person we are now is not the person we were back then. Now, within, I'd say like 10 years ago, I was I was hardly ever at the house. I was just bouncing here, there, here, there. I mean, it was just when, you know, if I didn't like you, I strayed away from you. I mean, it, it was just... You know, I was real low-key, kept myself with up though, and I just chose to not to um, deal with certain people. If I felt like you was cool, I hang out with you. If not, then I, I just, sometimes I may just, like, forget your name, just be done with it, so. Yeah, I mean, I just, like, and I'm the type of person, too, where 
even if we had an interaction or whatever and I've decided to not deal with you or cut you off, even if I've seen you in a public place, I will look through you. And I think that's one thing that really pissed people off about me is I will look through you. And I was not a person of second and third chances. So, it was just like, you got to go. But, again, me being older, me being becoming more aware, and... I mean, I, I guess really that's, that's all I can kind of say on that is just me becoming more aware of the person that I am, of the woman that I am, and what's good for me, what's not good for me. And I don't regret the choices that I made. Please make no mistake about it. I don't regret those choices. Um, I think that those were the proper and correct choices to make at that time because... It wasn't beneficial. Who I am now. Yeah. I, I kind of still got that same energy. But. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. You don't think that? No. No. Kind of. You still got it. I still got that. Gym. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm more. I don't necessarily want to say forgiving. But. What? I think I am more understanding now. And especially as I get deeper into myself, deeper into really who I was born to be. You know, I don't have any distractions that has been able to alienate the gifts in my life. So, I think that I am more of an understanding person now, where it's like, okay, if you fuck up, say something, let's talk about it, let's make a plan, just don't fucking let this shit happen again. That's how I am now. As to before, you fucked up, I won't deal with you, I'm shutting down, fuck you, everything that you stand for, and your fucking great grand dog. I'm not like that anymore. I used to be. But at the end of the day... That's why I piss you off, I mean, if you piss me off, then I mean, that's something that's something different because I have levels. So if you get me to the point of where I'm pissed, then you can forget it. You can forget. I mean, that's different for me. Like if I'm playing a game and I'm being competitive and they fucking irritate me and piss me off, that's different. But for a human being who I actually have a interaction with or a bond with, if they, you know, if they can get me to the point where I'm pissed off then at that point you may as well just forget about it I mean I was so like my cop game back then was strong strong, strong. <laughs> yeah I know I know personally nah, please nah, let's not start this story again because <laughs> we've been through that and that's, that's how I've been selling Okay. And you, and like that was a hush mouth moment for you anyway. So we're about to have that right now. Let's I, 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 move I, I, on. No, okay. No, no, stick, stick straight to the subject. Mm -hmm. no. But anyway, um, yeah, it was. I mean, if you wrong me, whatever. Though I may try to breeze it off for a little bit, but but I don't forget. And if if you continue to show me that stuff again, I ain't gonna deal with you no more. 
I'll put you straight on the block list, all that stuff. If I see you out of the public, I act like I don't know you or whatever. Oh, you ain't gonna speak? No. So, you know, I'm gonna keep on, keep it going. Shit, I wouldn't even <clears> say <throat> no. I'd look around. Nah. Who the fuck oh. you talking to? Nah, I mean, I, 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 I was saying in my head. Oh. I didn't say no to him, period. I oh, just okay. keep on walking. I mean, sometimes, you know, like the best way to get, best way to, um, you know, to get, to get back at them is just be completely silent. Let them know that you don't care about what they're going through or, or whatever, though. I mean, people will tell you that sob story. They'll try to make you, make you feel bad about it. Oh, you know, I went through this, I went through that. All right. What do you got to do with me? I mean, I was I was just that. I mean, in, in my mindset, though, you know, it was like, okay, you wronged me in so ways, though. That's, that's like your personal karma getting, getting back at you. You can't sit here and expect to do, do people a certain way and expect them to be cool about it. So that was my whole notion during that time. But you know, if you wrong me and you try to come back and try, try to explain your your reasons and what you're going through other than me, I don't want to hear it. So why should I have to sit here and have to put up with it? So, you know, they may call from different numbers and stuff like that. I said, look, man, you wish your time called me. Of all the people you, you could have called, you choose to call me. Of all people. Why? So. You know, and a lot of people say, man, you need to stop doing that. You know, you need to pass go, whatever. I said, yeah, I can forgive you, but I won't forget. The forgiveness has already been done. I, ain't, I, ain't go, I mean, I just choose not to deal with you no more. So. I mean, it's just. I, I definitely, I agree with that. And my whole thing is, like, I've been able to forgive, but not forgive them for them to feel better, but forgive so that I can move on. I don't give a fuck about what they go through. But realistically, the, the moral of that was who I am now is not who I was then. I have more of a sense of value for family now than I did then. And I'm not saying that anything was justified or I should have stayed with him or whatever after cheating because I mean some women can do it I can't fucking do it so I don't know maybe that is the mentality that was built into me by my uncle <laughs> he said like like dudes a lot of men I can't say all of them but a lot of men you know find it difficult to get over their woman cheating so they just decide to you know leave it alone that's just how I am I like I I can't um, you know I, I can't I can't do it. So there's you know of course certain levels to everything, but at the same token, it's it's all the same. And again, like I said, I'm I'm a lot more tolerable now than I was before because at the end of it all, I'm just going to see what your energy is like, and if your energy ain't sitting right. I can't deal with you. I, you. You got to go. I had a a friend that uh, I mean, shoot, we was friends since high school, and we had lost touch. We had got back in touch, but like her energy just didn't sit right with me. It was just, you know how it's just something like you you can't pinpoint it, but it's mm -hmm. like it's just something, and you just in the back of your mind like this just ain't been gonna play out the way I want it to play out it's just not gonna work you know that's just how I felt to this day I ain't spoke a word to her she's attempted to reach out to me I mean fortunately I got a whole new number and everything else but I just I can't I 
can't do it. Like, like I just, I'm not built that way. I'm not built to be fake. It's more of the expectation is reality. Like, you expect them to act a certain way, but then, like, oh, you know, basically, like, you, okay, you know, like, I can't wait to see my cousin again because, you know, he's going to be left off, you know, blah, 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 you know, falling out, you know, our bond. And then the other sense saying you mean it, but then, like, they're not that same person you remember. So that's the whole expectation in reality. You know, like I said, all in all, though, you know, it's all about, you know, Impressions, take, energy. Yeah, and frequency, basically. Yeah. And basically, what you uh, read from a person in, in that perspective. And some people can literally see the signs right there from their face and they know it, and all of a sudden, they're like, they're in a horrible situation. I, I, I had a family I had a family who just recently went through that and she had to learn it for herself and you know her growth now from this from this point going forward though it's, it's gonna be a beautiful thing it's like it was a teaching experience for her. Oh, yeah. definitely an eye opener and it was really like something that they actually test you um, test yourself as a person and you never realize how, how strong you are until you've been through it and you came out alive so it proved, and like that's why you just gotta have that warrior's mindset, not letting them beat beat you whatsoever. And you know, this and like the game of life is about it's chess, not checkers. But one thing people make a mistake of, and I've done it myself, is they have such a warrior mentality, such a you know this strong headedness or. I mean, really, you know, some people just really got a chip on their shoulder that they dehumanize themselves. And like I said, I've been through it. I, I have 100% been through it to the point where I was just a numb-ass person. <clears throat> I'm not going to sit here and tell no lies. <laughs> I just, I had gotten to a point where I just was like, whatever, I don't give a fuck, I don't care. And that caused me to stay in a situation that I really should not have stayed in and I mean I got over but it's just even though yes we've been talking about the structure of the black household the structure of the black family making sure that your children you know can really see you know you love somebody somebody love you and really have that notion of the way things can be how how simple you know, things really can be. But don't put yourself in a position to where <coughs> you don't understand it. So, just be sure that you know what and who you're dealing with. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and if you have that you know, family value, if you have that strong suit, if you have, you know, the things that you need and those learning tools and those thriving tools within your relationship, <coughs> excuse me, or your marriage, you know, make sure that you keep it, you know, if you have that, uh, that bond and it's more to the situation that you guys have went through and you can see past certain things that have happened then do so but of course if you can't then don't try to make toxic shit work because it don't so always remember that
toxic things do not work. So make sure that you are not in that type of element, in that type of energy, and in that type of space. <laughs>